Welcome to Supercharge Your Health, the show where you learn how to burn fat, build muscle, reverse aging, and supercharge your energy levels so you can live life to the max. This is your host, Dr. David Jockers, and on today's show, we are talking about God's chemotherapy, the natural agents, natural herbs, natural superfoods that God put on the planet that act like chemotherapy. I know we're all familiar with chemotherapy, and we look at look around at cancer, and of course, this is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, so we see pink everywhere, and uh, you know, it really drives me crazy because I see... I see KFC with their pink buckets as if fried chicken, more fried chicken people buy, the less cancer we're going to have. Obviously, that's that's not the reality. In fact, fried chicken has heterocyclic amines, acrylamides, and polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons in it, which are known carcinogens. They are, they're known to cause cancer. So we're, we're looking at that. You've got M&Ms with pink logos on them. We know that sugar and hydrogenated oils and artificial flavorings, which are in the M&Ms, are known causes of cancer. Yet, for some reason, our society thinks that if they buy M&Ms with um, the pink label, that will be closer to the cancer cure. Clearly not the case. We've spent over $3 trillion researching and working on different cancer treatments, yet cancer is worse than ever. It's killing more people than ever. And, you know, I, I am not necessarily against chemotherapy. I, there's a time and a place for it, but I know it's one of the most widely overly used therapies that we have on the planet, that chemotherapy is overused. Most cancers, people can turn around with a natural lifestyle, with a natural change. And there are time and a place for chemo, but the reality is, I would say at least 80 to 90% of the time, it's it's used too much. It's used too frequently. And uh, unfortunately, you know, the doctors are trained and their scope of practice says when they find these problems, they've got to use chemotherapy. But I, I really believe that deep within my spirit, you know, that God created us for incredible health and vitality. And he desires for us to look to nature to provide the resources for health and well-being. Our society has been trained to look first to man-made interventions and treatments. But I believe we honor and glorify God by looking to his creation for the answers to our health goals. The more I study nature, nutrition, human physiology, and biochemistry, the more his majesty comes alive in my body mind, and soul. The world's most powerful cancer-fighting substances are found right under our nose in the form of natural plants, herbs, and spices. Some of the most potent of these include cruciferous veggies like broccoli, cauliflower, cabbage, kale, bok choy, collards, and turnip greens, among others. These things contain a wide array of anti-carcinogenic compounds, and here are a few of them. So these are some of the most powerful cancer-destroying nutrients. Again, we find these in cruciferous vegetables. One is called indole-3-carbinol, and you may see this if you go into an herb store or a supplement store, Whole Foods, something like that. You'll see something called I3C, indole-3-carbinol. Very, very powerful nutrient. 
and it's an antioxidant that scavenges free radicals in the body. It plays a very critical role in liver detoxification by inducing hepatic, hepatic means liver, hepatic cytochrome P450 monooxygenases. So these things actually help the liver produce ATP or energy within the mitochondria of the liver. They're called hepatic cytochrome P450 monooxygenases. This reaction affects estrogen metabolism by increasing the production of the chemoprotective estrogen 2 hydroxyestrone. Additionally, it has been shown that I3C inhibits aflatoxin DNA binding and arrests the G1 growth phase of cancerous human reproductive cells. It has also shown benefit in the treatment of systemic lupus and autoimmune disease related to faulty estrogen metabolism. So I3C, you can find that in supplements. You can also find that in real foods like cruciferous vegetables, broccoli, cauliflower, cabbage, kale, bok choy, collards, and turnip greens, among others. And we'll talk about as we go on in the show how to actually prepare those properly. Isothiocyanates, that's number two. So we're talking about these cancer-destroying nutrients. The first one we talked about was indole-3-carbonyl, I3C. Number two is isothiocyanates, and phenylisothiocyanate and sulfur aphane, these are shown to induce apoptosis or programmed cell death in most cancer cells, including drug-resistant leukemia cells. The P53 gene is considered the guardian of the genome due to its role in regulating the cell cycle and suppressing cancer formation. So P53 gene is the guardian of the genome. And so what happens is when, when we have increased levels of oxidative stress, free radicals, it creates a mutation in the P53 gene, which promotes cancer cell growth. And so when that P53 gene gets mutated, the cancer cells lose their apoptotic switch, their programmed cell death, their suicide switch. And when they lose that suicide switch, they don't turn off and they just continue to grow and replicate. And this becomes a major problem. And so isothiocyanates, like we were talking about, phenylisothiocyanate and sulforaphane, these things are considered the most powerful compounds for helping protect that P53 gene and helping destroy any mutant varieties of P53 so that the cell communication levels stay optimal. The best source of isothiocyanates and sulforaphane is in broccoli sprouts, broccoli sprouts. So you can find those at Whole Foods. You can order them online. A, you, can, you can grow them in your garden if you want to. Broccoli sprouts. Lutein and zeaxanthin. These two carotenoid antioxidants are very similar in chemistry and function. They reduce oxidative stress. They inhibit cancer cell formation. And they induce cancer cell apoptosis, that term we used before, meaning cancer cell program death. These substances are found in abundance in kale, spinach, Brussels sprouts, and broccoli. So this is why we want to consume a lot of these. So how do we get a lot of cruciferous vegetables in our diet? How do we, how do we incorporate all these things? Well, sprouts are a really nutrient-dense form. So we can use broccoli sprouts. You can find sprouts. You can grow them again in your garden, but you can also find them at Whole Foods or Farmer's Market Health Food Store. You can oftentimes find these sprouts. You can also steam or lightly boil these veggies to break down fibrous outer shell. 
Most people are surprised when I say this, but I do not recommend eating raw broccoli. Broccoli sprouts are great, but eating just straight up raw broccoli is very challenging on the digestive system. The reason why is you've got a lot of hard outer fibers in the broccoli. Those hard outer fibers are very challenging for your body to metabolize effectively, to break down. They become really problematic. And so we don't want hard outer fibers. We want to gently break those down. And we do that with a steaming process. So if you steam your veggies, it is a great way to do it, particularly broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts. Um, spinach is better raw, but broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, asparagus, things like that, lightly steaming them breaks down that outer layer without really losing much nutrient value. So it's a really good way to go. And what you can do is you can actually throw um, a handful of nuts like Brazil nuts, for example. Brazil nuts are loaded with selenium. Selenium is a very powerful cancer-fighting nutrient. Now, the problem with a lot of nuts, pecans, almonds, Brazil nuts, is that in their raw form, they have a lot of phytic acids, enzyme inhibitors on them, and uh, those are anti-nutrients. So when you throw them in and they steam along with the veggies, it breaks down those outer rough fibers on the nuts and removes a lot of the anti-nutrients, and they become much more palatable. So it's a really good way to do it. You can also soak the nuts in some water overnight, of course. You can, you can certainly do that. But uh, I, I, I really like to, to uh, steam them. Works great. You can also marinate your vegetables, your broccoli or Brussels sprouts, in apple cider vinegar for 30 to 60 minutes to soften them. And that will still maintain all the essential nutrients in the raw form. So perhaps you're a raw foodist. If you're a raw foodist, if you just only want to consume raw foods, you know what? Then what I would definitely do is marinate your cruciferous vegetables in apple cider vinegar for 30 to 60 minutes before you eat them. You can also juice them, especially if you're terminal cancer, you're metastatic, you're a metastatic cancer. You should focus on juicing these to maximize nutrient absorption while limiting digestive energy and stress. So when you juice them, collards, kale, things like that, it, it is a very highly bioavailable way of getting these powerful nutrients into your body. So juicing them is fantastic. In fact, I work with a lot of cancer patients all around the world. And one of the things I have them do two green juices every single day. One of the green juices is kale, celery, lime, and ginger. Kale, celery, lime, and ginger. They juice that up together. Another one is spinach, cilantro, cucumber, parsley, and lemon. So that way, if they do both of those in a day, they get nine to 10 amazing, super powered green vegetables, tons of nutrients, citric acid. They get tons of alkaline forming nutrients into their system to really help them ease stress. And the great thing is, all of those things are extremely low glycemic. There's really no sugar in them at all. And what we know about cancer is that sugar feeds cancer. That's one key thing we've all got to recognize is that sugar is the preferred fuel for cancer cells. So one of the only ways we're going to get well from, from cancer is we've got to starve it out. 
we've got to reduce the amount of sugar. In fact, we've got to take it all out completely. In fact, this is an article off my website, drjockers.com. That's D-R-J-O-C-K-E-R-S.com. It's the diet that destroys cancer. And so this article, I talk all about the ketogenic diet. So this, this nutrition plan that's extremely low sugar, extremely low carbohydrate that is powerful for reducing cancer growth, destroying cancer in your body. And so we look around, just like I was talking about before, we know that despite the massive growth in genetic therapies, pharmaceutical and surgical technologies, chronic disease is crippling mankind. We have clearly not addressed the underlying causative factors for many conditions such as cancer. The true solutions for cancer and many other degenerative disease processes lie in the nutritional and metabolic functions of the body. Sweet foods and starches are not genetically congruent to eat on a regular basis. Our ancestors looked at these rare delicacies. At, you know, they were rare. They were rare. They weren't uh, something that people would consume on a regular basis. Most people, though, in our society today are raised on a steady diet of sugars, grains, and other starches. Studies have shown that sugar is the fuel source for cancer, and creates an environment of chronic inflammation that leads to other degenerative disease processes. Many traditional cultures, such as the Eskimos and the Maasai tribesmen in Tanzania, Africa, consume very little carbohydrates and survive from effective ketone formation in the body. Ketones are a form of energy that is produced by the liver through the metabolism of fatty acids. Ketones are able to cross over the blood-brain barrier to provide energy for neurons. Ketones are able to support life in the absence of available glucose. During times of fasting, which were quite common for our ancient hunter-gatherer ancestors, the stores of glucose drop and high levels of ketones are formed. Diets that are very low in carbohydrates, like 50 to 80 grams a day and moderate in protein, about 0.8 to 1.2 grams per kilogram are able to produce ketones in higher levels. So roughly for somebody, for example, like myself, I'm 160 pounds, 160 pounds, you know, basically equivalent to about, uh, you know, I want to get about 60 to 70 grams of protein in in a day. And I want to keep my carbohydrates around 50 to 60 grams for optimal ketosis. Um, in fact, when I have metastatic cancer cases, I try to get the, their, their carbohydrates down even lower, under 20 and, and if I can, under 10 in a day. And oftentimes we're very successful with that, getting their body into full-blown ketosis where their body is running off ketones and it's such a powerful approach to helping reduce cancer growth. And they feel great after a while. They start feeling amazing doing this. Research has shown that the body adapts to ketone metabolism and improves the efficiency of this fuel source over time. The specific liver hormone FGF21, which is critical for the oxidation of the liver's fatty acids, is upregulated in individuals who are on a ketogenic diet over time. This allows for a greater use of ketones as an energy source in the body. So when we upregulate FGF21, we're able to use ketones more effectively. Usually takes seven to 10 days for most individuals to really get used to this kind of a program. At first they feel depleted and tired 
And, and that's really just their metabolism switching over from being a sugar burner, sugar craver to a fat burner and to be running on ketones. That is a, usually a seven to eight process with most individuals. Famous cell biologist and cancer researcher Otto Warburg discovered that cancer cells have an altered metabolism and are unable to produce energy through cellular respiration. They drive all their energy from substrate level phosphorylation through glucose fermentation. So they break down sugar. Other researchers such as Dr. Thomas Seyfried have found that cancer cells run off both glucose and amino acid fermentation, so breaking down amino acids or proteins. Cancer cells contain 10 times and up to 70 times the amount of insulin receptors as normal cells. This allows them to gobble up glucose, glob, gobble up sugar and other nutrients from the bloodstream at an accelerated rate. As long as an individual continues to provide this form of fuel, the cancer will continue to grow. Those cancer patients who have the highest blood sugar readings after eating have the lowest survival rate. So if you notice your blood sugar spiking 90, 100, 110, that's not a good sign. That's a sign that your blood sugar's off whack, off balance. We got to address that. Cancer cells have damaged mitochondria and are unable to produce energy through aerobic respiration. So they're unable to metabolize fatty acids for energy. They depend entirely on glucose or amino acid metabolism. So any method that restricts glucose and amino acids has the ability to starve off cancer cells. We gotta restrict glucose and amino acid metabolism. High protein diets will continue to feed the cancer growth as will consistent eating habits. In our culture, most people are eating three to five times a day when you include traditional meals and snacks. This constant flow of nutrition elevates blood sugar and insulin levels. Insulin triggers cancer growth. The blood sugar provides plenty of substrate for the cancer to continue to grow. So when blood sugar is going up and insulin levels are going up during the day, that's promoting cancer cell growth. We want to actually regulate those. So fasting is extremely powerful. Creating a lifestyle around intermittent fasting is particularly effective at creating ketones and starving cancer cells. Highly motivated individuals with advanced cancer diagnosis may do a three to seven day cleanse where they consume nothing but water with lemon. Others may choose to incorporate a regular fasting lifestyle in which they only eat a four to eight hour eating period each day. They may choose to eat only between the hours of 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. and do a 20-hour fast each day. You know, I've done that myself. We just have two meals in a day in a four-hour eating window, and you do a 20-hour cleanse where you're just drinking lots and lots of water with antioxidant extracts. So what kind of antioxidants? You can squeeze lemon in your water. You can put apple cider vinegar. You can use a product that I use regularly from Beyond Organic, called terrain. I use the turmeric or the sacred herbs terrain. Turmeric is the most powerful cancer-fighting nutrient, and it is deeply fermented in the terrain, extremely, extremely powerful cancer-fighting force when we put that into our body. So fasting, extremely powerful. And the great thing is, the more that you're living this lifestyle, the easier fasting gets. 
And so your body becomes what's called fat adapted. When you're fat adapted, you're so good at using ketones as an energy source that you're almost never hungry. In fact, your energy levels stay very, very stable. Your mental energy, your ability to think creatively, your cognitive function, your emotional energy, all of that stays very, very stable when you're in prime fat burning mode, when your body is in ketosis. So that's another advantage to doing this lifestyle. Individuals with a cancer diagnosis should do the daily 20 hour, 20 hour fast while individuals without a cancer diagnosis can do more of a 16 to 18 hour fast for optimal ketone metabolism. So if you have an active cancer, better to do more of a 20 hour fast as long as your blood sugar is stabilizing, loading up on good fats, antioxidants, clean protein. So cancer killing meal plans. Meals should be focused on good fats like coconut oil, avocados, olive oil, and raw nuts and seeds. Very low carbohydrate vegetables like broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, asparagus, kale, collard greens, spinach, celery, cucumbers, and cabbage, among others, should be staple parts of the diet. Clean protein in moderation, such as grass-fed beef, grass-fed raw cheese or grass-fed raw dairy, fermented dairy, organic poultry, and wild game are great. These are things that we want to be consuming on a regular basis. Fresh squeeze, lemon or lime. So I talk about putting that in your water. Fresh squeeze, lemon, fresh squeeze, lime, using apple cider vinegar and other low sugar fermented food or drinks. You know, lemons and limes really don't have much sugar at all. Very powerful nutrients, tons of vitamin C, tons of vitamin P, which is called citrus bioflavonoids. Very, very powerful for deep capillary circulation which helps get acidic waste. So cancer cells produce a lot of waste products, and so they make our body extremely acidic. So when we are, when we are using the vitamin P, it helps pull, it helps drain out those toxins, real powerful. And again, these help to provide organic acids, enzymes and organic acids and antioxidants into the body. So this, this effect produces an alkaline ash once it's metabolized. These alkaline elements that neutralize the excess acidity that cancer produces and improve cellular oxygenation all help destroy cancer. So alkaline elements like organic acids, enzymes, antioxidants like vitamin C, for example, very powerful alkalizing effect on our body and it helps our body break down cancer. Also, this ketogenic diet allows for optimal insulin and leptin sensitivity, which leads the individual to feel satisfied easily. So a 150-pound man should keep his carbohydrates around 50 to 60 grams a day and his protein under 70 grams a day for optimal ketosis. This fairly easy when only one or two meals are eaten considering and consisting of the foods we already talked about. So, 150 pound man, 150 pound woman, about 50 to 60 grams of carbohydrates, and you don't want fast absorbing high glycemic carbs, you want low glycemic, you want, you want to get really all your carbohydrates from vegetables, fermented foods, fermented dairy, those are the carbohydrates that you want 
in, and save on the starches, sugars, and grains. That's what feeds cancer. You want your protein to be about a little bit under 70 grams if you're 150 pounds. So what does that look like? Let's say you ate two meals a day, which is what I typically do. You have about 30 grams, 30 to 35 grams of protein in each one of those meals. And that's really the maximal biological absorbency anyways. You're really not going to absorb any more out of a meal than that anyways. So just go ahead, consume grass-fed beef or raw cheese um, from grass-fed cows, organic chicken or turkey, non-denatured whey protein or a vegetarian protein such as Maximize Living or Garden of Life raw protein. Now, these are all great products to be consuming on a regular basis to boost your protein levels, but not too much to have really healthy levels of muscle mass and protein. And so the key here is lots of good fats, really loading up on good fats. Optimal blood sugar levels for cancer starvation should be between 55 and 65 milligrams per deciliter. When I'm working with somebody that has an advanced cancer, I am constantly having them check their blood sugar. In fact, they send me a journal of their blood sugar throughout the day. Usually we check it twice a day in the morning, first thing, and in the evening. We want to see that level stabilizing between 55 and 75 really between 50 and 80, somewhere in that range, ideally 55 to 65 milligrams per deciliter. We want the ketone levels to be around four to seven millimoles, four to seven millimoles for ketones. We're also testing that twice a day and we're testing pH. So we're doing urine or saliva pH. We want that to be between seven and eight, 7.0 and 8.0 for optimal cancer killing effects. When it's not there, it's a warning sign that either the body's just really damaged and toxic or that the cancer cell is just growing very fast and reproducing a lot of, a lot of acids. So the ketogenic diet that I described is often deficient in antioxidants. A lot of times we're consuming a lot of fats, good fats, grass-fed butter, broth, things like that. So we want to get antioxidants so we can continue to use whole food-based multivitamins, antioxidants like astaxanthin. We want to use probiotics. High-quality omega-3s are also extremely beneficial and synergize the, the anti-tumor effects of the ketogenic diet. These are the things we want to be doing on a regular basis to help our body become a lean, mean, cancer-killing machine. So if you're out there, you know somebody that's had cancer, definitely hook them up on our website, drjockers.com. Tons of free resources right there at your fingertips to take back control of your health. Also, be sure to sign up on our Facebook page. Like us, Dr. David Jockers. Comment and be part of our community right on there. And uh, we'll all be grateful for your input and helping coach you and helping work with you to live out your best life. So we'll see you next time right here on Supercharge Your Health with Dr. Jockers.